Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Podcast with me, Georgina Knoll. This is where I share the inner workings of my mind and my world and occasionally interview some kick-ass people from my life and from the industry in which I work so that you can help yourself up-level to what it takes to become a six-figure earner in the coaching industry. I don't just help coaches, I help artists and creators, visionaries from all walks of life. But if you know that you have been needing to feel seen and heard and understood, and sometimes you feel like a hot fucking mess, and you just feel like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if there was someone out there who was sharing their internal processing so I didn't feel like I was so fucking crazy? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Inner Work. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello gorgeous humans. What you're about to hear today is something a little bit different from me. I don't normally do this kind of testimonial style thing. However, my beautiful client Louise said to me, please let me do you a testimonial. And we thought we would record a conversation between the two of us so you could really get an insight into what it's like to work with me. And also what's really interesting is at the beginning of the interview and the conversation, Louise tells us a little bit about her own personal growth and her own journey. Now, I know a lot of you came to me through Louise's work in the first place, so I feel like (laughs) a lot of you are going to get so much out of just even hearing her story and how far she's come in the last few years, some of the key pieces that she really had to, um, you know, tune up and adjust in her mindset and her energetic field and the way that she was looking at the world. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. I'm sharing it as a podcast because I recorded it and then I asked you on my Instagram stories about a month ago, how do you actually want to receive this testimonial? Do you want it as a YouTube clip? Do you want it as like an Instagram live? Like, what do you want? And pretty much 99% of you said, we want a podcast. So here it is. The first part of the podcast is Louise talking about her journey and then we go into some more in-depth kind of conversations around the actual type of work that we did together during our four months together in Empress. So sit back, relax with your cup of tea and enjoy the musings of myself and the amazing Louise Fletcher. Enjoy! So before we get started, Mm -hmm. uh, just very, very briefly, this is Louise and we've been working together now for just for this particular period of time. We've been working together since January, so about three months, just Mm -hmm. over three months. And um, Louise very kindly said, I want to do a testimonial for you because I'm really shit at asking people for testimonials. (laughs) Yes, I was like, can I do a testimonial, please? Can I tell people how good you are? I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so that's the intention behind today's conversation. And um, I'm just going to kind of let Louise riff on whatever she feels to riff on. And then if I have questions that pop up, I will ask you as we go. Um, but do you have like a natural jumping off point for where you feel you want to start? Well, I was going to say... Yes, it's been a few months this time, but actually I met you, I think, at the end of 2018. Mm -hmm. And then I've worked with you a a few times over those years. And each time I have, my life's just changed again. It's like 
when I think about where I was when I met you and where I am now, it's, it's, well, I mean, I'm not even the same person. I feel like everything that Mm. I had, everything that I was then seems to have changed into what I am now and always in a good way. So everything that you've done for me and you've, we've worked on business things and we've worked on personal things. And sometimes I've come to you with things which are not really what you advertise as being all about. And yet you've helped me through those too. And so I see you as kind of my, you know, like um, the genie in the bottle that people can go and get the genie. I see you as my little genie. I picked you in a bottle and whenever (laughs) I need to, I come back and say, okay, I need some more magic. I love that. It's a great great way of describing it. The funniest thing about it is that I've told you this and you can chop this out if you want to, but I did not respond to you when I first saw you. In fact, the opposite. There's two things. I didn't, uh, you triggered me when I first first saw you Mm. and, and I didn't believe a word you talked about. I didn't believe in anything you were talking about. I don't believe in tarot cards. I don't believe in, there's everything. what you tap on the side of your face and things are going to get better yeah right who is this crazy person and (laughs) (laughs) the way you described it when you first met me was that we I was um in an in-person retreat with you and about six other people and you said you were metaphorically you were sitting with your metaphorical arms crossed like yeah so prove to me why am I even here um so I came at this from that perspective I want to say that I came at it from the perspective of very rational science-based person not in any way spiritual and also this woman's getting on my nerves I don't like it (laughs) and I don't what I realize now from working with you is what I saw in you when when I felt I don't like her, I now know from the Georgina wisdom is always about us, not about the other person. And what I was responding to was your you-ness. Like you were coming into a space I was part of an online group and you were just being you. You were not adapting for other people. You were not pretending. You were not putting a you sometimes didn't have any makeup on sometimes you not that I always came on with makeup but there was no pretense about you You were just however you were and it freaked me out but I didn't realize it so at first I was just oh go away don't don't want any of that Mm. but there was something this is the magic I think when we listen to our intuition because there was something in you that even though you were annoying me, I kept coming back and watching when you did another live. I was like, well, I'll just see what she's saying. Oh, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. What's she talking about? Well, I'll just watch another one. Um, and first time hearing of this, by the way. So is this it is new to me? Yeah. Is I mean, it? I, knew, I haven't told you this. I thought I told I knew you that, this. I knew that you were like, oh, tarot, whatever. Because I did like yeah. a tarot pull. And that was bizarrely the thing that ended up making you go fine it was lovely retreat then <laughs> um but I had no idea that that I was so triggering for you or that you thought all these things so this is a like I'm loving hearing this because of our relationship now yeah. that's why I can laugh and I don't I don't take any of this personally of course ever because um, it's not personal because it was no. never about you it was about me and all the things I was hiding from 
and and I must have known that somewhere because when I'm describing this it makes it sound like I disliked you for months we're talking about a period of about a week when I saw you doing a daily live in this group Mm -hmm. I was part of and you were talking about this retreat you were doing and and my reaction isn't as violent as I'm making it was more like yeah something that just passed by me yeah she she kind of annoying oh I don't believe in that stuff and then you did this tarot pull and I went to bed that night and I woke up the next morning and literally thought I have to go on that retreat and I don't even remember what the tarot pull was what you said I just thought I have to go on that retreat and I wasn't even fully aware of wanting to change anything in my life. I mean, I knew by then I loved painting and I wanted to do more painting and somehow have more art in my life. But I didn't believe it was possible to do that for a living. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was coming to the retreat with any expectations, really, except this strong pull that I have to work with this woman. I have to go to this thing and see what it's all about. So you were, by the time I got there, and the minute I met you in person, I liked you because I'm generally someone who likes most people and I don't usually have those strong reactions, but that that initial online reaction was was weird. But I didn't feel at that retreat that I did have my metaphorical arms crossed and yet you spotted it right away. I, I, I felt <laughs> I was quite open. I was like, yeah, whatever, we'll see what happens. And you picked on me first, I remember, out of everybody. Well, so- I knew I had to, I had to, that's, that's something that is quite normal for me is that I will feel where the biggest spot of resistance is in the room. And I don't even really realize that that was how I was working, but I noticed it's something that I've always done. I'll find where I feel the biggest energetic pop. And that might be someone who's quite open, but there's mm. something in them that is whole, that is like, bubbling to the surface just because they've said yes to being there and it was that I knew it was like I could feel that well I got a sense that you didn't really think anything big was going to change for you but all I could feel was like this massive like it just feels like like a super like a star exploding inside of you of all this potential and this passion and Mm. And I could feel it and I could see it was like this almost like coal is the only way I can describe it. Like coal dust was just like clinging to it to dull its Uh. shine. (laughs) And I just remember thinking we need to like take a stick of dynamite to blow the dust off so that you can like experience yourself in your full radiance, your full potency and power. So for me, it was just like a no-brainer to start with you. So it's really interesting that you didn't feel that you had that metaphorical arm crossing. But yeah. it was like, to me, it was like throbbing energy in the room. It was like, and we have to start here. That's fascinating. That, that is that is your magic as I watched you work with everybody on that first retreat. I was just stunned because I'm quite a perceptive person. So sometimes I would perceive in what, I would perceive something. I would think, oh, they just said something that was a little bit, I wonder what what's behind that. And before I'd even finished the thought, you would have dived in and gone straight to that person. And that impressed me because sometimes you did it when I hadn't even noticed. And sometimes I had noticed something and you you never missed it. You honed in on it every time. And also 
the way you got right to the heart of things quickly. So I was crying within five minutes in front of a room full of people I didn't know. At that point, I was a very, well, I'm always introverted. I was a very shy person Mm because I wasn't, because I wasn't confident. I would just go into a room and feel like hiding in the corner, like just keep, don't look at me, don't pay me attention. And so there I am crying on a chair in a room full of people, really embarrassed. <laughs> but that it was only a two-day retreat. You spent maybe 15, 20 minutes individually with each of us, and then we did group things. And on the first night, I went back to my uh, place I was staying in and had a panic attack. And that's when I thought something's happening here because I... I had spent the day telling you my life cannot change. You do not understand. That was the thing. You do not understand. I am the main breadwinner in my house. I have bills. I have a mortgage. Business isn't doing well. It's just not possible for me to be an artist. And you were saying, well, that's nonsense. And eventually at the end of the day, you said, look, I'm going back to Jersey. I don't know if you can remember this. I'm going back to Jersey. I have a really nice life. So I'm fine. If you want to hang on to all these limiting beliefs, you can hang on to them and I'm going to be just fine. It's up to you. And then I went home and or back to this place and just had this panic. And I it was because I had a glimpse. Maybe you were right. Maybe you were right. And then um, on the train home, so the second day was good. And then on the train home, I remember getting my little um, free wine because I was in first class, having my little free wine and thinking, maybe she's right. Like, maybe there is a way. I couldn't see what it would be. And just before I left, you had said to me, "Um, things are going to change now because you came here. Mm. And I carried that with me thinking about it on the train on the way home that at the time I'm separated now but I was married at the time my husband um took the dog out for a walk the next morning when I got back he asked me how was the retreat I was like what do I say a bunch of us sat around we we did witchy things I don't know what to tell him so I just said oh I'll tell you about it in the morning you know I'm tired in the morning, he took the dog out. And when when he came back, he said, I've been thinking and I've been thinking that we should take the we only had a bit of savings. And he said, maybe we should take that money and you should spend it on seeing if you can build up an art business in some way or another, because you obviously really want to do it. I hadn't said a word. I hadn't said a word. But because I had opened up to the possibility, I believe, on that retreat, things shifted out in the world around me. And he somehow picked up on that. And at that point, then I got serious about making an art business. I contacted you and said, can we work together for a bit longer? Can we do something together? So we did, I think, a six, I think I did a six-week program you were offering. Yeah, it was like a group and one-on-one hybrid. Yes, that's right. Called Limitless, I remember, with five other lovely people. And within maybe two weeks of starting that, I can't remember exactly how long, I was out for a walk with my dog. I remember exactly which gate I was standing by. I was just about to go into this muddy field. 
And I suddenly just had an idea for a course that I could teach. I was I was I running a free Facebook group at that time, which I've been doing for about a year. And it was growing gradually bit by bit and it was free and I wasn't really teaching that much in there. But suddenly I just had this idea and it came in modules. It like dropped in. Module one could be this, module two could be this. I got the title, Find Your Joy. I was like, right, I've got a course. And I came back and said to my husband, I've had an idea for a course. And he said, talk to Georgina because it sounds like you're rushing ahead and <laughs> neither of us knew you very well. Then. Little so, did he know. Yeah. Like, so I, you launched it yet? <laughs> so I, your questions to me were, okay, how many modules is it? Oh, it's eight. And how much does it cost? And I said, well, I'm going to do it really cheaply. So at first time, cause I don't know what I'm doing. So it'll be two ninety nine. And you said, right, when does it start? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And you said, well, what about in a few weeks, like two weeks from now? And I was like, ah. Um, and so no, you're meant to make me plan. We're meant to, we're meant to structure out a plan and have a funnel. And <laughs> I know. By the end of that six-week program with you, I had done my selling. I don't think I'd started teaching, but I'd told my free Facebook group, which I think was a couple of hundred people. And I told them and I had 40 people sign up to do it. That was my first time doing the course. And I think that made 13, I think it was about 13 or 14,000 pounds. Somebody can do the math from that, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was a five figure launch. I remember within six weeks of us working together before we'd even finished the six weeks, you'd already, you'd basically come from coming to that retreat like the week before really it was the week before that course started I'd been launching Limitless for a few weeks ah right and then we did um the the you know the workshop the retreat and then we started that basically the week after didn't we yeah and so within the space of you coming to that retreat and not even finishing Limitless you'd created your first art course and had a five-figure launch yeah it was amazing and that wasn't enough money for us to pay our mortgage or all of our bills or anything, but it was enough money to tell me, mm -hmm. right, that makes sense. And I and I do have business experience. So in the past with my other business, I always knew once you know your conversion rate of prospects to sales, it's just maths as to how many people you bring in. So if my conversion rate is 5%, I'm going to need to bring this many people in. I can make this much in sales and so I just really went for it at that point I spent a year after that teaching for free everywhere I could giving away everything I could and I still advocate for that now as the best way to sell anything mm -hmm. because when I came to launch it again instead of 30 people or 40 people whatever it was was 300 mm -hmm. and then the year after that it was 900 and when it was 900, that blew my mind because I had to hide, I had to suddenly go out and find a bunch of coaches to help me because I couldn't manage 900 people on my own. Mm -hmm. um, I then opened a membership and um, in addition to the course and, and I wanted that to get through a thousand members, that's at 4,000 members now. So on the business side, all that started when I came to that retreat and then did your six-week program. I 
truly believe there was also a painting teacher who set me off on the painting side of things. And without the two of you, I would, I don't, well, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. I would be, and somebody recently asked me, what would your life have been like if you weren't a full-time artist? Sorry, I should go back and say that within a year of meeting you, I had gone full-time as an artist and stopped everything else. Mm-hmm. But someone asked me, what would it have been like? And I said, it would have been grim, actually, because our other business was slowly dying. It was making less and less money because I wasn't energetically invested in it at all. Which, by the way, is a very interesting thing to hear you say, because at the time, there was very much a story of this business is working, this business brings in this much money, I can't let go of this business, I can't do something different because what if it risks this? And that, I just want to highlight that because I think so many people prove something works and then they kind of get the golden handcuffs, you know, of like, but I can't let this thing go because Mm. this is my safety. Yeah. And I feel like what we've really moved through, particularly with this round, like moving into Empress and doing these like this longer term container together is you've had this amazing foundation. You trusted the money. You trusted the business. You trusted yourself. And we just got to deepen all of that to the point where you were able to access parts of yourself that maybe had just been laying dormant for a long time and start to bring parts of yourself like back online, like it feels like over the last few months, we've just been going through and like flicking all the switches back on and all the yeah. different parts of your body and your brain, you know? And well, that's it's, it's really Im- powerful. It's important to say to everyone as well that in between Empress Now, which I want to talk about, and Limitless back then, then I had some massive upheavals. My marriage started to break down and it was under really difficult circumstances, all sorts of difficult circumstances. And I came back to you at that point because I felt unrooted. Like I felt like um, as if I was in a little boat in the middle of a really choppy sea and there was no one to help me. And I didn't know how to navigate my way back to the shore. Hmm. And we did another six weeks or something together. And in that six weeks, again, we just manifested everything that I wanted to happen it didn't all happen in six weeks, but it happened over the coming months. Mm-hmm. And I and I genuinely could not see a way forward when I first came to you. It was it was all too complicated and difficult. And then you helped me through that, which isn't even, as I say, your main area of focus to do such personal work with people. And yet you were amazing at it. But then you see, the mm. thing is to me, it's it's difficult to market what I do and with who because really it's less about are you an entrepreneur are you with this are you with that and it's more about is there something inside of you that switches on when I speak is there something inside of you is there a little seed of something inside of you that feels a resonance of truth with the words that I'm speaking even if like you they're a bit triggering at first or I'm a bit annoying at first or you're like (laughs) I want to believe her because what she says it sounds too good to be true I wish it was true but I don't know if the words I say speak to something inside of you then we're probably right for each other it's less about who you are what you are like how you perceive yourself and more about like what is inside of you that can be awakened through us working together 
So when you came back for those six weeks, because we had, you know, I knew you, to me, it was like, this is easy. It's not going to be easy in terms of the emotional range you're going to experience during the time together. But it's like, if I can be that lighthouse to guide you back to shore, like, switch me on, baby. Let's go. Yeah. So. And, it, and it was true. And I would second what you just said. It's about it's about if you believe and even if you don't believe that there's potential inside you but if you just have an inkling that maybe or you wish there was if you listen to me speaking now about what's happened to me and think oh I wish I was like that you are that's the thing you are and we don't believe it about ourselves and what's so funny is when I came back to you for Empress, so we're into the present now and we're about two months into Empress, which is three month program. If anyone's watching this in the future, oh, it's, four. Uses, it's actually it? four. four months. Sorry, four months. Yeah, program. it's four months. And we are, we start on the 10th of January. So we're like, we've still got over a month to go, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, because so much has changed again. And I came to this in a much more, settled place in a way than either of those first times Mm -hmm. and it's funny to think that when we started I said something when we went to the retreat my whole focus was you don't understand I don't have any money I have to keep working really hard at this other business just to pay the bills I don't have time for what you're saying it doesn't make sense and when we started this new program I said I'm not worried about money that's not a problem And we were just laughing between ourselves that I could even say that. Mm -hmm. My my mom is constantly through this separation. She's saying, you know, will will you be okay financially? And, um, you know, what's going to happen to your business? And we're we're both worried about you, whether you're able to focus on your business. And I'm like, don't worry about money, mom. Money is the last of my worries. And I can just see her like, what? Because. In our family, money has always been a worry, which is, of course, where I picked that up from, that feeling there's never enough money. So I came to you this time saying I wanted freedom. I wanted more freedom, not just time-wise from business, but emotionally. There was still a lot of baggage. I was feeling very depressed. Not depressed, that's the wrong word. Not, Not clinically depressed, just muted and like meh it's like meh yeah meh never Mm. no amount of nothing made me feel happy nothing made me feel joyful it was just meh and I could have all these successes and I just felt meh this is it like you're such a perfect example of somebody who has achieved all the things that they wanted to achieve at this point right like of course there's always going to be more you want to achieve of course because we're just always expanding that's just who we are right but it's like you know everything we've set out to achieve when we've worked together as you say like it's all come to fruition the money's there the this is there the that's there and yet there can still be this underlying sense of not really allowing yourself to fully receive what you've created because there's a vulnerability in that and it doesn't necessarily feel safe to allow ourselves to trust what we've created that was still in some ways still like on that hamster wheel of I just have to keep going I have to keep going because we don't want to feel and a lot of the work that 
we've done, which I feel has really just been so huge this time, there's been a lot less clearing work, right? And a lot more just conversation and embodiment and pulling you back into the body. Mm. It's still been clearing work and it's been like, mm-hmm. you know, whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah. But we've had amazing conversation to just open you up and stop you pressing on that wall that we were talking about, like when yeah. you're unable to see another way out. Yeah. And it takes courage, Louise, to be able to journey the depths of yourself in the way that you're willing to do. And people need to be able to understand, like they need to understand that this isn't just about like, oh, and it's all magical unicorns and fairies. <laughs> it's like, you're going to see shit in yourself you don't want to look at. Yeah. And it's your willingness to look at those parts and to trust me when I reflect those parts back to you that means that you've just taken this work to a whole new level. So it's always just such a gift to work with you, quite honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this program, I mean, so we've got a whole month left and the changes that have happened, I've just, business-wise, I've freed myself from something that felt like a ball and chain um, and turned it into something that feels exciting again. And in the process, increased the revenue from it, which is amazing. So just in terms of revenue, you always pay for yourself quite quickly. Like you always pay for yourself. I never I'm going to clip that, that bit out. I'm going to clip that bit out and just have that as like, if, if, if people let you in and do the work and it's related to business, it will pay for itself back. It just will. That's my be my experience every time and many times over since then. So you paid for yourself in the first three weeks, probably, of us of this program this time. Um, but that isn't that wasn't a concern anyway. I was more interested. So business-wise, I didn't even come to you for that, and that was a plus. And then personally, you've really helped me to release a lot of emotion I didn't even realize I was carrying around. And that's the part that people have to understand is you are, as you say, you are going to face some things that um, you didn't maybe know you had, or you thought you'd got rid of long ago. Oh, I dealt with that. I dealt with that, you know, 20 years ago. No, you didn't. And when it comes out, there can be some uncomfortable moments not always for everyone, I'm sure, but for me, there have been. But the effect of that, I mean, we are now in the last month, I'm saying for the first time in years, right, I want to look after myself physically. I want to eat well. I want to exercise. I want to do all these things, which I have not been doing. And I see that as a direct result of the emotions that we that we cleared, that I cleared out that were making me punish myself so on a personal level that's changed and then in my artwork my artwork's gone through the roof in terms of what I want to achieve with it because I'm now much more um, connected to myself so I can start to release the things in my artwork that I want to release and artists will understand that it's your art and your life are intimately connected. They always are. So if you're blocked in life, that block is there in your art. 
And the, the way I can describe this is I've wanted emotional, powerful, slightly raw paintings for quite a while. And then I woke up one day after one of our calls and thought, huh, if I want emotional, raw, powerful paintings, I'm going to have to paint in an, an emotional, raw, powerful way. Duh, I've not been doing that. So I'm going to have to let go. I'm going to have to let loose. I'm going to have to make ugly things. And I messaged you and said, look at this horrible thing I made. <laughs> I was like really happy because I made ugly because it meant letting go again. So this Freedom. program this time has taken art, life, and now even health, hopefully, to a new level. And that's freedom, mm -hmm. right? To be able to creatively express yourself and shift and change and evolve, to be able to look at something that was bringing in, you know, a certain amount of revenue and then like triple that revenue. Is it something ridiculous? Like almost like doubled it mm -hmm. for sure. Double, yeah. Double. Um, you know, doubled this revenue because of letting go of things that didn't feel aligned anymore. But the things that felt aligned, it was like, this feels too good to be true again, right? This feels too good to be true. And it's like, I feel yeah. like that's something that when I, when I do my marketing, I'm like, people aren't going to fucking believe this shit. <laughs> people aren't going to believe this. Like you worked with me for three weeks and then suddenly you've made like, I don't know, like three, like, I don't know, twice the investment that you made in me in the first place. And I, you know, like, people aren't necessarily like there's a lot of it feels like a lot of smoke being blown you know but actually to have you here and have these conversations is also great for me um yeah. with my two line in human design it's quite difficult to actually see what I bring to the table yeah. so having this conversation is also really powerful for me to just receive your words and really receive what it is that you, has happened for you truly over our time together and we still got over a month left so I know which <laughs> is knows? brilliant who knows what's next I know and and a month with you is a year you know a month with you for me catapults me off to you know some other level and what I admire about you in working with you is and I think you've got better at this over the years since I knew you. You are really good at um, pulling me back sometimes when I'll tend to be, if I'm working with you and I'm like, right, we've got four months. Okay, let's deal with this, 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 this. I've got a long list of problems and um, and I'll throw them at you. And you and you'll just keep fending them off. Like, because we get telegram support and we're on there every day and I'm messaging you and you'll go, okay, okay, but we did say we were going to deal with this other thing. And now you've added three new things. And I just want to make sure we go back to that first thing you said, because that feels like you're very good at knowing what the important thing is versus all the stuff my brain will throw up because it'll just keep throwing up things. Oh, we could do that. Oh, we could do that. Oh, we could do that. And you're very good at saying, no, let's go back to... I, th I think you did it where um, I was not good at expressing anger. Didn't mm. think I had any, didn't feel angry. I don't know what you mean. And you kept saying, I, I, I think the sadness is anger. And I was like, no, I, I, I really don't feel angry. And then when I finally accessed it, oh my God, I was angry with everyone. And people, <laughs> for a couple of days, people couldn't come near me because I was like, and another thing, <laughs> 
but it hasn't I mean I'm not like that all the time it but it was good because it just all I got it all out I was able to apologize to people and that was the other funny thing I'd say I'm sorry for being snappy and they were all like were you Ah, yeah I didn't even really notice because to me that that level of snappiness was massive and to them it was like nah just a because bit grumpy today. ultimately, the majority of people who come to me will have some kind of people pleasy background where we felt because I have. So I, I put, you know, this part of my frequency is that it's a part of myself I continue to heal and work with this desire for people around us to be happy and content and fulfilled can come from a really beautiful place and a really like nourishing and nurturing place. And the shadow side of that can be if everyone else is happy, then I can be happy. And it's my responsibility to make sure everyone else is happy. So it's like when it's in the shadow, it kind of fucks us up a bit and it can turn into this like churning rumination of worrying about other people all the time, projecting, okay, well, I think they're going to feel this. So I've got to moderate, like moderate my expression. And for those of you who know anything about human design, Louise is a is it a five two or a yeah. two five. I remember five two um, manifester. Yeah, so, which way around it is, but yeah, manifester. I remember. That's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. I should really know, but <laughs> webs. Um, so she's a manifester, which means that anger is the out of alignment theme for you. So the fact that you couldn't express anger or even acknowledge that it existed, these emotions that we that live so dormant in us are so important. We need mm. to be able to access them. It's like having a numb foot or a part of your body that's numb. It's there and you're kind of working around it, but what if you could feel the foot? Imagine how much faster you could move and how much more like alive you would feel. And it, it's the same thing when we can't feel part of our emotional range, it's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So again, courage to go deeply into that rage and that anger and let it out. And so what I, came. what I found miraculous, let me ask you, how mm -hmm. do you do that? Like, how do you look at someone through a Zoom screen? Mm. Because you have this ability, like I said, to, you'll sometimes say to me, I'm feeling a lot of energy, what just happened? Or what just happened there? Something happened. And I'm thinking, how does she know anything happened? How does she know I was thinking? How do, what are you, I'm not asking you to tell us how you do it, but what are you experiencing? <laughs> what are you experiencing through a Zoom screen when you're talking to someone and sensing what's happening? I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day, actually. The way that I experience life, is I feel I just feel things move like it's probably one of the reasons why I quite like sitting against this wall with the door to the lounge there my environment in human design is caves so this makes perfect sense I like to be back against the wall and I like to be able to see my environment because I'm so sensitive to feeling things it can actually be quite distracting. So in my daily life, I like to spend a lot of time on my own mm -hmm. because I like to just be in my own energetic frequency, much like yourself with that two line, that hermit, we need to come back to ourselves. So 
I feel all the time, I don't even know how to describe it. I just know it's the only way I can describe it. I experience life sometimes like I just feel so I just have an awareness of something moving and I'm like, oh, what was that? And rather <laughs> than rather than questioning or do you know, I think the key is like no longer needing to explain to myself why I know mm-hmm. is how I'm able to just go with it. Mm. And it's I'm no longer frustrated by not being able to describe it. Mm. <laughs> But I I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could explain. I just kind of know. It's the only way I can describe it is I just know. Yeah. Um, At the last live event I was at with you and you honed in on a particular person and you, as the interaction went on, I realized she knew from the very beginning that this was what was going on. She knew when she started talking to this person and it was amazing to watch it because I I got none of that, like none of that. And nobody else in the room did either, I don't think. And to see someone be able to do that, it is like, I know it's not magic, but it feels like magic. And it's really a privilege to watch you work with other people that's the nice thing about when you do an event with several people because you get to you get to learn from everyone else's experience anyway but you also get like this ringside seat to this amazing thing that happens yeah and if you know the people involved you get to see them change over time and i am not the only person that i know of that's worked with you who i've then seen change you know that mm-hmm. over the 5 years there's quite a few people and i you just every time I see them pop up on Instagram or wherever, I think, oh yeah, that she worked with, Georgina, worked with Georgina and look <laughs> how she's changed. <laughs> I love this is so beautiful. I'm loving hearing all of this. Um, honestly, when I'm in a room with people and I'm able to say what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling, it's such a relief to me. It's like, oh. Because she can't through. just walk around saying to strangers. And be like, so that thing that happened when you were three, you tell me about that. Like, what's going on with you and your dad right now? Or like, what's going on? I'm like, oh my God, just, you know, it's a lot. So I have learned to, I have one of the things that I do now is I wear headphones a lot when I'm like out and about in town. I'll put music on so that I can just really be grounded in my body because I used to get very overwhelmed in social situations because it was just like, constantly all of the knowing and the frustration of people like quote unquote lying to me but they didn't always realize that they were lying that's the thing people didn't always realize that they they couldn't see the truth of themselves but I could (laughs) and it's quite it's quite tough because not everyone's ready to hear what I'm seeing and I've got better at being okay with testing it if you come and work with me I'm not going to hold back because you're paying me for change mm-hmm. so I'm going to deliver that and I'm not going to hold back because what's the point in you paying me you can pay anyone anyone else in your life can hold back on you but that's not what people pay me for they pay me because they want even if it hurts they want to see the parts of themselves that they can't see on their own and 
Yeah, yeah but if you're just if you're an acquaintance, you meet Georgina out for a night out with friends, you think you're going for a glass of wine, and the next thing you get <laughs> you get in the tenth degree. Yeah, I can see how that would be a problem. <laughs> but I used to do it. I used yeah. to do it because I didn't realize that it was that it was unseen to them. Whereas now I'm better at like feeling the people who want to invite in that wisdom and understanding when people are like not really ready to hear that but then I just don't spend as much time with those people because it's almost like it feels like choking in my body if I can't be honest with people it feels like I'm I'm, I'm choking so it's also you have a great ability for anyone who's thinking about working with you you have a, a real talent for being honest and direct in a kind way so I'm someone who can get quite defensive about criticism, having been brought up in a family where criticism was, you know, the love language, probably. We just, we just, you know, my parents just criticize and then uh, somehow you come out of that. So my brother, I've noticed it in him too. We're very defensive about criticism or we get, we're very protective of ourselves. And I never feel like that with you because you have a lovely way of, and I envy that because I would love to be more honest sometimes. And it's something I'm working towards being able to do it kindly because mm-hmm. it either comes out as but and people are like, whoa, or I don't say it because I don't want to hurt people, but you, you, a real talent for just being direct and kind so I never feel sometimes you'll say really you're actually saying no we're not going to do it that way because uh, I'm not comfortable with that or I don't think that's the right thing but you never say it in that way you just have hmm. a nice way of saying things that I can go okay and I and like you say I'm I'm paying you and I expect you to be straight with me so I suppose that changes the dynamic too, but you do, you have a lovely talent for that. So nobody has to be frightened that they'll come and work with you. And I think the first time, few times I was like, I'd say, don't shout at me, but, and you'd say, I'm not, why would I shout, why would I shout at you? <laughs> it's interesting, you know, like I'm a Taurus as well. So I have, I'm very blunt, but I love when people walk in to a transformational container with me, what I'm, what I'm, bringing is just pure like gratitude and excitement and just like I just want to play I'm like let's make your life fucking amazing so because I think I hold that frame of reference to say no to something or to say oh yeah I can see where you might go let's just go over here and see what's happening to me I'm like well yeah we can go over there if you want but like this is gonna this is gonna yield the greater results and that's what you're really here for so again it's kind of it's almost like if someone says something and I take them somewhere else, it's like I can feel that they're, they're looking at an energetic dead zone. There's, not, mm-hmm. there's no energy there. So we can go there, but we're going to end up over there anyway. So why waste our time? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it always comes from love and it always comes from a genuine desire for people to step into like a much richer way of experiencing their life so to me it doesn't even feel like I'm saying anything unpleasant or blunt or that could be perceived that way because it is coming from such a pure place of I just want your life to get better and that's what you're here for so let's fucking do it like you know let's let's make it happen (laughs) I I think the one other thing I want to say to people on that note is Hmm. you cannot 
you cannot overestimate the value of having a really positive person on your team once in a while. Like just the fact that I can come to you and whatever I say, you are going to believe I can do it. You just are. I know you do. And you are going to communicate that belief back to me and lift me up. Whereas we all have people in our lives who love us to bits and want to protect us. So they say, like my mom, you know, are you sure you, you know, should you do that when you've got this other stuff going on or should you, or friends who say, I don't want you to get disappointed. So I don't want you to get your hopes up, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And to have a person in your corner who, well, there's two things to have a person in your corner who's cheering you on, supporting you and giving you practical tools to, to help to get better and the second thing is have it's not like therapy and this is not to criticize therapists there are fantastic therapists out there but in my experience therapy has been just go back and discuss and discuss and discuss and discuss and I feel rehash and rehash and when I do things with you we just go right that's done then okay on with the next thing and there's always a next thing I'm not telling anybody that life gets magical and perfect and you never have bad days if you work with Georgina there's always a next thing but my life is infinitely better from working with you a few weeks here and there over the last five years than it ever was through years of going to a counselor's office every week and discussing my problems Mm. so it's like it's like therapy on speed and it's more fun. And as you said, you, you will just move through that stuff and then you'll find another thing that you want to deal with. But I mean, to go back to me coming to you for Empress, to want to take things to the next level and feel happier after everything that had happened, I still, before we started Empress, was like up here compared to down here when you first met me. So we're always starting from the place where we are. I don't want people to think, you know, that I'd gone back to where I was. It's not that. I was much happier. I get to do the thing I love every day. I get to make art or teach people about making art every day. I live in a lovely place. I'm much more settled. At the point when we started working together, I was much more settled than I had been for years. However, there's always more you want. And it's, I feel comforted knowing, because you're also 20 years younger than me. So I feel like it's fairly certain you'll be there when I need you. (laughs) So if I want to come back in a few years, like if you were 20 years older, I'd be getting a bit worried. Like, I hope she's still there when I need her. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be around for a while, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like I can come back. I can, when I'm ready to do the next leveling up to whatever it is I want to level up to. But to go back to my original point about coming into Empress and feeling sad all the time, that is not the case now. I do not feel sad all the time. And I feel freed from a lot of that, the burdens that I was carrying around. And I have even had little moments of, oh, life's good. Like, and I have not had that for a very long time. And I expect that to continue because I'm going to keep continuing to do the work. 
I remember you saying in one of our sessions, I hope it's okay to say this, if not, just tell me and I'll, I'll cut it out, but that it felt like that there was a sun in your head, that this like a sun had come up or a sun, something mm-hmm. about, you know, and you were like, oh, this is how, this is how people feel. Like, yeah, it doesn't this happen. This, this like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Lights come into my brain. Oh. And I, I, yeah, I've thought a few times, I wonder if this is how most people feel most of the time. I look at my little dog and think, I wonder if this is how he feels all the time, because he doesn't have all these thoughts and worries and concerns. But that feeling of being of being suppressed and not being able to feel that happiness, I now realize was all that suppressed anger. Now, I could have gone to therapy for years to deal with that, but it only took us one session and me some sessions of screaming in my car out in the middle of nowhere. It was actually over Telegram as well. It was like you just yes, messaged was, me and saying it? something and me saying, you know, it feels to me that you've never really allowed yourself to feel the anger about whatever, we were, you know, had talked about in the session. And it was that. It was like, I don't have access to anger. I don't have access. I have access to these emotions, but anger I can't really mm. feel. And the beautiful thing is, without us even really having to go into the deep, dark depths of, well... What, who was angry when you were a child? What did you learn about anger? Ba, 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 ba. Tell me about those things for three months. It was just a real quick and easy, like, okay, well, when you're ready, find a pillow and scream into it and it will set you free. And then, you know, an hour later, I don't know how you did it, but I just screamed into a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> how did you do it? I don't know. <laughs> just suggested it. <laughs> You did it. I actually also the next day screamed in my car. I was pulled in at the side of a country lane and I was screaming at the top of my voice. And then this van driver came the other way, like a white van guy. And I just saw his face as he went by because he must have seen my mouth wide open. And his face was like horror struck as he went by. (laughs) He didn't stop to see if you're okay. He was like, I'm out. No, I'm not going anywhere near that woman. Hell hath no fury. (laughs) Like, let's get out of here. And to just speak to the point about therapy, you know, I actually trained as a counsellor first. That was the first thing I went into after my friend died was training as a counsellor. And I just felt the same. Like it was, I felt like I was, I, I could see and experience things for people that could like expedite the process, but I wasn't allowed to, because it wasn't within person-centered counselling. And that's when I then found EFT, NLP and all the magic ever since then has just kind of grown and grown. But it's not to bypass the emotion. It's not to say when we work together, like I think you can, you can attest to this. It's not about saying, oh yeah, we felt, but we just, just don't worry about that. Just keep moving. It's like, okay, how do you feel? Great. Let's actually feel it. Let the body alchemize the feeling and transmute it. Oh, and now I'm okay. Mm. Because the talking about things in therapy is really great for some people. And then there may come a point for some people, again, not for everyone, there may come a point where people just hit that wall of, okay, I know why I feel this way, but now what? Mm. Now what? Just because I know why doesn't mean that I'm any, that I have any more emotional resilience or that I feel any more safe in my body or that I trust people or that any of the patterns in my life are changing. I just have awareness, but what do you do with the awareness? And I feel like the gift of doing something like the work with me is that you get the awareness and we move you through it as in we move you through, not around it, 
not like oh let's just bury that we move you through it and out the other side so your body can actually assimilate the lessons and move forward and you gain you gain the skill so that it's happened to me this morning where I I was driving along I felt sad all of a sudden I was like oh I feel sad and I just thought I feel sad hmm feel sad breathe keep driving feel sad then I've forgotten about it by the time I got home But before I would have thought, oh, I feel sad. Why do I feel sad? Oh, it's that thing that happened. And then I would have gone into my head, thought it all through, came to the conclusion of why I felt sad, told myself a story about that, then felt even worse because that's a really sad story. I've just told myself, poor me. And then I would just drive myself down in this spiral and I'm getting much better through our work together. Not always. I don't do it every time, but I'm getting much better at saying, oh, yeah, that's a feeling. Doesn't have to be anything else. I can just experience it and then move on. That is massive for me because there was so much I was carrying around that I didn't even know I was carrying around. Because as you say, going back to the theme, I had always been pleasing everyone else, making sure everyone else was okay. So not experiencing my own emotions. Yeah. And of course, the safer, we want to jump into the head because it feels quote unquote safer up here than to actually experience it in the body. But when we realize that the body, it's kind of like trying to digest food just with your mouth. You can't, you have to swallow it at some point and let the body do its part. So if you're only, if you're taking things out of the body, if you keep vomiting food back up into your mouth, you're never gonna, you're never gonna feel full. (laughs) You're never gonna, you're never gonna actually get any nourishment from the food. It's just horrible. And that's what we do. An emotion comes into the body and we like vomit it back up into the brain. And then the brain's like, well, I don't know. Okay, well, I only know how to fix things by problem solving. And it's like, as I know I said this to you before, but as humans, we are not problems to be solved. Mm. We're not, we're not broken. There's, we are not a problem that needs figuring out. We're just having a lived experience. So what we do with that is up to us and we don't have to make it. I feel like one of the themes that's come through as I'm, as I'm hearing you speak about all of this work is just the simplification of things. We've just, taken things that have felt very complicated or hard to understand and throughout this time together particularly in these last few months we've just simplified everything I've got this problem okay well let's just take all of the stuff out of the way what's the actual thing oh it's not really that big of a deal okay cool so now it's simple yeah which is ironic to go right back to the beginning of our conversation it's ironic when you think that I first met you and said to you, it's just not as simple as you think it is. Like that's that was my attitude in that first retreat. It's just not as simple as you think it is, Georgina. Like as if you didn't know about bills and mortgages and uh, you know responsibilities. As if you were just like some floaty magic person who didn't live in the real world. But uh, it is usually that simple. But the analogy you've given me that always sticks with me is: if we stare at the problem, we're not open for the solution. And that is what you've done for me over and over again. You've helped me to stop staring at the problem. You've helped me to stop fixating and thinking and being in my head about the problem so that solutions can bubble up. And inevitably, when you do that, 
your brain, your brain, your body, wherever goes, hey, I've got an idea. And it's because you've stopped looking at the problem so intently. Mm-hmm. So more time doing what you love, less time trying to figure out how to create enough time, space and energy to do what you love. Yeah. So if I had to sum up for the purposes of this testimonial, what you've given me, mm-hmm. you've given me financial security or you've helped me to find, because I know I've done my part in that, but working with you has given me financial security. It's given me a career doing what I love. It's given me a studio in my garden that I always dreamed of that I don't even have to drive to. I just walk to. It's given me emotional freedom from a lot of the things I was carrying around. Um, And it's, it's given me my life. It's my life now. I feel in charge of my life. Whereas before I felt my life was happening to me and I was scrambling to keep up with it. So yeah, not bad. Not bad yeah. investment, I would say. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> so so if, would... if that floats your boat, come and work yeah. with me. So if, if, not... you want, <laughs> if you want to stay trapped and miserable or doing something you don't love or not making enough money, don't hire Georgina because none of that will happen. Yeah. Make sure that if you want to stay in pain, <laughs> struggle and suffering, <laughs> don't invest in working with me. Exactly. Oh, however, <laughs> <laughs> Louise, thank you so, so much. This is, I feel like even if I never shared this with anyone, <laughs> it would be just such an absolute delight to have heard all of the shifts and the changes and you know as always when I speak to you even though like you know officially you're the client I still always end up getting like a moment of clarity for myself in the message that you draw through with your amazing manifesto initiating <laughs> magic you know you don't even realize your own magic which is you know part of you have so much but one of those things is being able to it when you speak much the same as me because I have a similar throat thing going on when we speak our truth and, and our journey, other people will, will gain so much from it. So I'm really grateful that you took this time today. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world that there are people out there who are interested enough into the internal workings of my crazy mind to actually sit down and listen to me whiffling on about all things mindset. I'm so, so grateful that you took the time out of your day to spend a few minutes with me. So if you'd like to know more, then please do pop over to Facebook and check out Mindset and Life Transformations, which is my free Facebook community for all things mindset and energy work. I'm also on Instagram at Georgina Noel EFT, so you can find me there and find out even more about my weird and wonderful world where I do all of the crazy magic things. And also I train martial arts, so you get to see a lot of me hitting things too. I really do share all that I am on that amazing platform. So come on over, follow me, send me a message, say hi, let me know you listen to the podcast. Have an amazing rest of your day. And also, yay, celebrating myself for finally doing an intro and outro for this motherfucker. Have a wicked day. Bye.